Hello, and welcome to the More Ordinary Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Meredith. And we are the Moors. We are ordinary people who have experienced more than ordinary circumstances. Settle in as we discuss ordinary life and its extraordinary potential. So, we are to the point of acceptance. So, if you've been following along, we have gone through the five stages of grief. You are coming in on a series through the five stages of grief. So if you're just joining us, we'd love it if you go back and listen to those pr- previous episodes because they're all, they've all been building to this point. And um, if you've been with us, you've heard us talk about the um, shock or denial phase of the event when the event first happens and um, you're kind of in shock and, and you're kind of in denial that it, what happened had just happened. And then we go from that into the anger phase, you, just angry at the situation, angry at the circumstances, angry that this is part of your story. Anger sometimes out of lack of control of the situation. And then that led into bargaining or and sometimes depression or sometimes um, bargaining and guilt where you have a lot of guilt over the situation or you're bargaining with God, you know, only what if, if I could just have another minute with this person, or if I could just not lose this job, or gosh, God, I would do this if you would just do this, and we start that bargaining game. And then that last episode, we talked about depression, and that quiet phase where you feel like you're underwater, and you just can't get a breath, and it's just sad. You feel like you're just defeated and hopeless, and you're to a point where you're just depressed about the whole thing, like you don't like this truth. You don't like the fact that this is part of your story and you're just depressed about it um, because you've gotten to this point of feeling kind of hopeless. And today we're to to the point of acceptance. And acceptance is funny because acceptance almost makes it sound like it's the finish line. Like, oh, you've gotten to the point of acceptance and everything is good now. Right. And there's some myths with acceptance. First, the, the one myth is it's the end of the grieving process. And just because it's stage five does not, stage five of five doesn't mean it's the finish line of the grieving process. Um, Actually, I would say it's more of, more of a starting line than a finish line. And we'll talk about more of that in a minute. But the myth is that it's the, it's the end of the grieving process. And there's, and, and like we've talked about before, these stages of grief do not happen in a clean, linear fashion. One phase eases into another phase and just, and then you get to the point of acceptance and then life is all good from there on, you still will face periods of depression. You'll still face that anger. You'll still find yourself bargaining. Uh, like, we, like we've like we talked about, I, we still have days where we find ourselves back in those stages. So that's one myth. The other myth is acceptance means you're okay and you're happy with the situation. And that's a myth. D- despite how you know optimistic or positive I sound sometimes, um, this whole situation still sometimes pisses me off. Yeah. I don't like that I'm paralyzed. I don't like that I, I, I may never walk again. I, I don't like that. There, there are plenty of things about my story that I just don't like, and I'm not happy with it. But it doesn't mean I haven't got to a point of acceptance. And we'll talk about more about the point of acceptance in a minute. And also, not everyone reaches acceptance. I, I know that sounds kind of disheartening, but we've met people who have never progressed to that point of acceptance. And we will continue to, to, to pray for you if you're out there. Yeah. And we'll pray for you to continue to keep going down that path, keep doing those steps and keep going through that work. And we just pray that someday you get to that point of saying, I accept this as part of my, as part of my story. And it's a long process 
for some people and some people it's not. And again, everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's situation is different. So know that when you hear our story, it doesn't mean that you can't get there and it doesn't mean that somebody that you may know can't get there. It's just believing in them and knowing that this is a process mm-hmm. that can take years, and unfortunately. There, yeah, and there is no set pace. And what would take one person maybe a year may take another person five years, may take another person ten years. And that is not no reflection on that person's ability, ability to cope. It's just that it just takes some people longer to get to that point. And, and we just um, encourage you to um, keep going down that road. And um, so for us, acceptance, we, we've talked about it, and it's hard to uh, obviously nail down a specific it day. It was hard. This, this is try the, to figure that out. Yeah. And like, oh, this is the day we accepted it. And, the, and uh, I can't really say that. But we do always go back to when we started the adoption process. We had gone through the accident and gone through the uh, we had gone through the stages at different times and then the, sta- the the grief process through the infertility. And then we got to a point where we were actually like having social workers to the house and creating a home study and planning for our future. And like right before the accident, we were just starting to talk about having kids and growing our family. And now we're like back at that. Like yeah. we now have like things that we're looking forward to. And we're like, we felt like we were getting the pen back and actually starting to write our story again. Yeah. I like your analogy of writing your story because we all have stories. Mm-hmm. We all can relate to that yeah. of wanting to have some part in writing our story, mm-hmm. being a part of it where what happens in trauma is you don't feel a part of it. Yeah. You feel like the story's writing itself and you're completely out of control. Yeah, like something happened. Yeah. Somebody else took the pen. And obviously, in our faith and our journey, we do feel like there is another writer of our mm-hmm. journey. But being able to to take part in it is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say as well with, with God and with doing that, where yeah. sometimes it's very easy to feel like you just weren't a part of it because it just hits you so blindsided. You yeah. didn't know it was coming. And, and we've talked about this feeling that life is just kind of out of our own control and we lose control of our life. We lose control of, of things in our life and, and acceptance is really to the point where you feel like you've regained some of that control. And like we're talking about, you've picked the pen back up and you've actually started writing your story again and actually feel like your life is progressing and moving forward when, it, when you may have felt very stalled out for a long time. Yeah, like writer's block. Yeah, you like you got writer's block there for a while. Like, like you just couldn't move forward. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always think of it. It's kind of the analogy of, of like that um, soldier who gets that combat ribbon on his on his uniform. That combat that he went through to earn that ribbon could have been extremely traumatizing, and extremely difficult. And he may not even like to wear that ribbon because of all the memories that that brings back. But he earned that ribbon. Because he went through that work and went through those experiences. And I feel like when you get to that point of acceptance is the point where you're okay with putting that ribbon on your uniform and saying, you know what, this, this is my story. I don't like that part of my story. I'm not even happy with it, but you know what? I experienced it. I went through it and I'm going to accept it as part of my truth and as part of the narrative of my life. And I'm going to accept it as part of my story. And that's the tough thing to do is, is to say, 
I'm, you know, I didn't write it. It was out of my control. That was the 10% of the life that happened to me. And I'm going to, I'm going to accept it as part of my story. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to own it. And I'm going to try to redeem it. And, and this is kind of the point where you and I talk about the three things we like to do with this podcast is one, talk about the value community two talk about post-traumatic growth and three talking about leveraging power traffic of others. I'm to a point now where I'm going to accept it. And maybe my pain will be somebody else's gain. Absolutely. And maybe we can leverage this trauma and leverage the pain of this trauma for the betterment of others. Maybe someone else will benefit from my pain. Yeah. Well, there's things in life that we've learned because of the trauma that we might not have learned without the trauma happening. So in that, there's a way of just some healing of realizing like, wow, I'm glad I did learn that. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm glad I kind of had to walk through that because I am stronger on the other side because of it. I know it's kind of cliche to say, but I think there is so much truth and so many cliche things to say. And so I think in that brings acceptance because you're willing to see the good that came from that pain. Mm -hmm. You're willing to say, well, I wouldn't be where I am right now if that trauma didn't happen, which anybody could say that about anything that happened. Right. And I understand that. But there's just something with trauma that produces such an understanding of empathy, of being able to connect with people that have gone through hard things mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't trade because it's brought connections that I wouldn't have had that I'm glad that I have. And so I think in that can kind of help bring acceptance to, to the front. Yeah. Well, like you and I have talked about, there's kind of a language with people who have been through trauma. Like you kind of speak a language and, and it's funny when you meet people who have gone through something traumatic or have experienced a trauma, you kind of have this language where you kind of get each other. Yeah. You, you, you get, you have a connection with them that someone that hasn't experienced significant trauma in their life wouldn't understand but it does come maybe at that acceptance level being Mm -hmm. able to speak that language Mm -hmm. because i think if maybe you haven't gotten close to that stage it's hard for you to even be willing to speak it yeah because i feel like your your vision is clouded i felt i feel like um, when we were going through those stages of depression and uh, bargaining and anger i feel like there was just this veil over our face like there was this screen that was distorting our view and that we weren't seeing things real clearly well and i think i I think you tend to withdraw yeah i think that it's important to understand that sometimes you're not going to see things clearly until that point of acceptance it's hard to see clearly until you get to that point of clarity of seeing like maybe some some vision like that this is the light at the end of the tunnel this is the hope and my life is moving forward and I'm going to continue down this track and I'm going to um, continue to move forward. And, and for some, it's their first light in a long time. Yeah. This light that there is hope in their life and there is forward movement and that, and that their life is going to move on. And that in spite of this trauma, in spite of this world's best effort, we're going to, we're, we're going to prevail. And we're going to move on with our life. Absolutely. And it makes me think of another analogy John and I talked about when we were thinking about this was a backpack. Mm-hmm. And we just thought of the backpack as an idea of you carrying some heavy loads. 
-hmm. And those heavy loads are what we've gone through with the stages. Like, there's a big boulder of denial and shock. There's another one of anger. Another one of depression. And you're carrying those rocks around. And you really can't even move. Like, it's very tiny steps, right, probably. Until you're ready to unzip that backpack and put the work into getting the first boulder out, you won't feel that load get any lighter. Mm-hmm. And I think that once you're able to get that first boulder out and put the work into it and use all that you got to get it out of there, you can put that book back back on and feel like, okay, this is a little lighter, but I still feel a heavy weight. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready to go ahead and use the work and get the anger out, again, still there's still a heavy rock in there and for me it was my biggest rock carrying that around was depression yeah and that rock was a a lot of work had to be done and I'm still I feel like still you know working through it but I was able to get that rock out and push it off and then the thing that we're talking about of where acceptance isn't the finish line it may even be the starting line for you of maybe rewriting your story being a part of that is that there's a hill ahead of you now mm-hmm. but your backpack's so much lighter because you've gotten through those other stages and that's kind of what acceptance is to us is you're still carrying a book bag much lighter but you're having to now tackle a big hill yeah and the reason why we have that hill analogy is that you still are going to go in and out unfortunately through the other stages you may face anger again for a little bit and depression but it's much more fluid Mm -hmm. going in and out of it and the more you experience those stages the more you experience those um, episodes of depression or those periods of time where you feel that hopelessness or the anger those those periods will get shorter because you'll get more efficient at identifying the triggers right working on those skills that you've learned on how to overcome those get those get that weight out of that backpack and offload that weight more efficiently and just with more ease and you just won't spend as much time in those in those seasons those seasons will get shorter and shorter and your hope is that eventually those seasons become very short and they and they no longer consume you and you're and you're able to process those those um, little hiccups quicker. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to kind of give you guys some examples of things we're thankful for that Johnny and I have together. We have, you know, we're married, so we know each other very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you have somebody that knows you really well, and if you're not married, it could be a best friend, it could be a cousin, an aunt. Or if you're young, you know, it could be your mom or your dad. Somebody you can really know is going to be honest with you and and can read you really well. It's helpful, like, when Johnny is having a bad day, I'm able to be able to see between sadness and anger for mm-hmm. him. I've just learned over the years how to read him. And we talk about it. And I say, hey, I'm noticing this with you. Let's talk about what's triggering that. What happened in yeah. your day today? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah let's, 
let's let's break it down and has this been something that's been bothering you for a couple of days and now it's mm-hmm. just kind of coming out and so that comes with just and that, practice. that one usually is me usually it's kind of brewed below the surface for a few days and all of a sudden it starts to rear its head and uh, meredith knows uh, this isn't anything new this isn't over the last couple hours this is you know what's been going on and then um i'm, I'm able to kind of unpack well I, I, can, I can almost always go back to something happened to, to initiate it. Something happened to trigger it. And then it continued to snowball. And I just suppress it, suppress it, ignore it, ignore it for a couple of days. And then it comes out sideways. And, and Meredith's really good at saying, what's going on? Like, talk to me. Is there something that happened? Is everything going okay? And then usually I'm quiet for a little bit. And then I'm like, well, I know what it is. And then it starts to <laughs> kind of start to flow out. So she's fortunately very patient with me. Uh, but, you know, that, that just takes takes time for me to, you know, kind of self-reflect and do some self-reflection to identify what the problem is. But then, you know, like you, for Meredith, it's very much in the moment. Yeah, I'm you know pretty I mean? like, readable. Yeah, you, you don't tend to suppress and, and, and bury it like I do. You tend to, you, I tend to see right away something's going on which makes it easier for you because you can usually find the trigger like immediately before (laughs) you had the reaction about a second ago yeah Yeah. (laughs) so for meredith it's a lot easier to identify the trigger (laughs) because it just happened so you know there's definitely different personalities and it's really really good to have community around you that can that knows your personality knows your triggers and is able to help you identify that and process that but i will say this there is no substitute for good counseling Absolutely not. And and because of our good counseling, we've learned how to read each mm-hmm. other and learn, okay, this isn't about me. Something's triggered you. Right. And and you work on those boundaries, which yep. I'm sure we'll have an episode on because we absolutely <laughs> love boundary talk. Absolutely. But having those boundaries to say, he's going through something. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of like that traumatic language. Yeah. That's the traumatic language is learning. What is a trigger? What does that mean? Right. What is, let's unpack it. Like things we're already saying, that's kind of the, the language that we see um, through counseling and then through friends that have gone through counseling and through traumatic events. We all kind of know what that means. Yep. And so if you're struggling and you're like, what, you, you know, in something that's happened to you, that's the best part about counseling is it gives you tools. It gives you a language. It gives you this way of being able to go through life feeling like I've got some tools. Yeah. We weren't naturally just that in tune with each other. No, it's come with time. (laughs) And and maybe you can even think of that with your backpack of you're on, you're taking out these big rocks and you're putting in tools. Mm -hmm. So it is, you still have stuff to carry, but you've got these things that can help you in case you come across something and you need help to get maybe across the stream. You know, if we're talking about the hike going up a hill and, You've got tools in your backpack to get you across there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like we're kind of beating a dead horse. Uh, We've talked about it every episode, but, man, a relationship with a really good counselor that's encouraging, there's no substitute for that. Um, Someone that's able to give you an, an honest reflection of yourself without the emotional baggage of any of the friendships or family members they they are able to give some really really good honest reflection of yourself and help you process that and help you get those tools into your backpack and help you offload some of those boulders and help you process that 
And as Johnny's saying that, I hope you guys stick with us because our next episode is mm-hmm. actually going to be with our awesome counselor who helped us. And he's going to actually come on and, and we're going to be able to have a whole podcast with him about yeah. counseling, about what he's seen us go through and accomplish um, and, and how he helped us get there. And so we're so thankful that he's coming on with us. So I hope you guys stick with us and come on for that next episode because I think it'll be a really good one. Yeah, we really, really um, encourage you to tune in the next episode. We're really excited about that. I think it'll be a great capstone to this series. I really encourage you to go back and look at those previous episodes, see what we've talked about so far to this point. And I think that our conversation with him next time is really going to just drive that home and really talk about some of the stigmas that come with counseling and some of the roadblocks that end up in front of some people sometimes. So as we, as we wrap up here, I, I just encourage if you're, if you're going through these stages and if you've experienced trauma or you're still experiencing, just remember acceptance um, simply means you accept your new normal and can begin to move forward and continue to write your story. Um, this does not mean we are forgetting the trauma or ignoring that it happened. We simply get to a point we allow it to be a part of our story. We're allowing that trauma to be a part of our story. We're putting that ribbon on our uniform and saying, hey, I've been through something. I still don't like it, but it's part of my story and it's part of who I am now. Yeah, I really like that word, allow. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the big step right there. Yeah. Is allowing it to be a part of your story. Is acceptance. You've You've taken the reins back and you're allowing this to keep real estate where you've allowed it to keep real estate. It's not weighing you down and, and occupying every bit of your every bit of your mindset and every bit of your brain. You're able to say, "Hey, I'm going to let you be here, but you're going to follow by my rules, and you're going to you're going to have to o- obey yourself as a, as a piece of my story, and I'm going to tell you where you can be, because my counselor has taught me how to handle you, and I and you're going to own this thing." And it is part of who you are. It is part of your story. And you're going to wear that badge with honor. Because I feel like you are now stronger now than you were before the, before the trauma. Or at least we're now making forward progress to get there. And we, we just really want you to feel encouraged with that. And encouraged to keep, keep work, working down that road. And keep processing through, that, through those rocks and through that weight. To that point of, uh, of hope and growth. Anything else to share? No. Again, I just... Guys, we can't say it enough that we hope that you know that this is a process. Mm -hmm. And that if you're listening, we hope that you are, that you hear our story and that you see it as a broken one that took some time Mm -hmm. to get to where we are right now. Yep. But that you don't see that our life is just happy, go lucky, no issues. Right. We still have issues every day. It's a daily battle, but we have those tools. Mm-hmm. And we feel like we have more energy to get up that hill because we're not as weighed down. Yep. So on that note, we really appreciate you tuning in today to the Mordinary Podcast. We um, ask for you to give us some stars, give us some comments. We'd love to um, hear from you at mordinarypodcast at gmail.com. Go to your whichever app you use to listen to us give us some stars give us a review helps people find us and with that we're out